Let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar, okay? Uh, there's nothing good about working out. Nothing. Uh, and so what you have to do is just eat fewer calories. I know. It's crazy. It's like, hey, get eight hours sleep. Why? It's supposed to make you feel better? <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, Built Bar <clears throat> is delicious. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Uh, 17 grams of uh, protein, also made with 100% real chocolate. Amazing flavors. You're going to love every single one of these. I kid you not, they are really good. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 to get 15% off your order. If you're ordering the first time, get the mix box. It has a little bit and you'll find your favorite flavor. It's BEC15 is the promo code at Built.com. That's Built.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have a packed hour for you. Rand Paul in about a half an hour. And Cheryl Atkinson joins us about Joe Rogan. And she knows this topic inside and out. Canceling? Cancel culture? The government might be involved? What? We go to Cheryl in 60 seconds. To a certain extent, you are in charge of your future and the future of your family, large extent. Um, however, things are getting you know harder and harder to be in charge of because the government is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, there are things you can do to prepare for the man-made storms that are coming. How are your finances looking? Are you cutting back spending where you can't, putting money uh, back in every chance you can get, saving for retirement, college funds, the kids, things like that? It's getting hard, isn't it? Let me give you a little piece of advice. Now more than ever, call American Financing. This is a family-owned company, and for the past two decades, they've been helping people just like you get their finances in better shape. In 10 minutes, you can get a free mortgage review that could lead you to hundreds of dollars of savings every month, maybe even a thousand. Consider a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi. You could end up saving lots and lots of money every month. And you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 
So one of the best investigative reporters in the country, if not the best, uh, and the one is still doing her job. I mean, there used to be some other good ones, but now nobody's doing it anymore. Cheryl Atkinson, she is an investigative reporter. She is the host of Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson uh, and the author of The Smear. Welcome to the program, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be here. So, Cheryl, I, I've been thinking about you ever since this uh, thing with Joe Rogan started because you literally wrote the book on uh, how this how this happens. And I'm watching this unfold and, and it's bringing back some uh, very vivid memories. It's wave after wave after wave. It started with, you know, he's giving misinformation, giving misinformation about covid. And then it was he's a racist. And now it's he's a transphobe. How does this end? You know, yeah, it's uh, it's by the playbook in my book, The Smear, where I dissected what was done to you, what was done to Don Imus. Actually, I would say the Joe Rogan plan looks almost exactly like what Media Matters and the left propagandists there and the interest behind them, what they did to Don Imus, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And it's it's when they find an enemy of whatever they're advocating or their money interests don't want discussed or exposed, they find other reasons to smear the person and try to remove them. And I, I talked about, well, what's the difference between a smear and just telling the truth? Because Joe Rogan acknowledges he said some objectionable things that are very hard to hear today. Well, I described that in the smear, and there is, there is a line that, just, that explains this. These people, when this happens, are targeted not because of the information and views that they're being smeared for, but because of the other influence they have over issues that aren't even being talked about now, which is the COVID, you know, putting out factual information that some didn't want heard. And I think Rogan was clearly targeted because he had large followings that showed ordinary people not fringe or alone when they're thinking of certain thoughts and views or reading certain scientific studies. So do you think it really is just that? Or is it they can't tolerate someone who won't bow to them? they got to take them out. Well, yes, they do, but only because he's not on the right side of the money interests that Mm -hmm. people may not understand or behind these efforts that look like they're sort of grassroots efforts, but they're very well organized. You and I know Media Matters and other groups, once they targeted Rogan, started combing through every word he ever said over time and had probably already been gathering on him. They listened to everything you say, everything I say, everything we write, hoping to find that one little grain they could amplify into a smear for the power of destruction to get rid of voices that are off the narrative on these topics that their money interests care about. So when they did this to me or my good friend Don Imus, uh, God rest his soul, um, the uh, I forgot he's he's not in heaven. Anyway, um, <laughs> when they did it to us, it was new to the American people. Um, and they, you know, you'd be like, no, these people are financing this. And a lot of people are like, yeah, right. Um, and it was kind of a conspiracy theory. Now Everyone knows. Everyone knows. They've seen it over and over and over again, and they're sick of it. How does this just does he how do you think this ends? Well, I think that's a great question. You know, I I think 
Trump was the one who didn't crack when this stuff happened to him. Everybody else, there's some pressure to apologize to crack. Once that little bit of weakness is there, as I wrote about, it's not as though the apology is there and then they go away, meaning the propagandists. That's when they really sink their teeth in because they sense weakness and opportunity. And their goal isn't really to get an apology. Their goal is to destroy the person who's harmful to their interests. Mm -hmm. So they keep going. How this ends, I'm not sure, because I think you... You raise a good point. Have they gone too far? People now recognize this. When they're going after, I I use the example, when everybody's anti-vaccine and people know they're not, but when they're all called that, when everybody's called racist and people know they're not, and when Joe Rogan, who's not a radical conservative or giving misinformation and his listeners know that, when he's accused of that, it starts making people go, "Uh uh-huh. So they think something's going on and it's less effective. Maybe they've overplayed their hand by broadening the net of the people that they attack and getting more and more bold. But I think that's a sign on their part of the propagandists of desperation because people like Joe Rogan are very effective in piercing the narratives, often the false narratives that they have, you know, they make sure is all over the media. I've been saying this for, I don't know, last couple of months. I've had increased hope that things are going to turn because people seem to be waking up and not not just the ones that were maybe asleep or, you know, weren't active on, you know, the more conservative side of the spectrum. But Democrats, not leftists, but Democrats, Democrats are starting to say, you know, I don't want any of this stuff. I, I, this this is ridiculous. And I sense that there is a change in our society because everything's accelerating so rapidly that it's easy to see now. And I think, yes, they again, have they overplayed their hand several years ago? And I, I liken it to everybody says the pendulum swings. Well, the organized efforts and the well-funded efforts, they've dominated since about the 2016 time period in a big way. But I don't think they're the majority. And the majority of people who feel differently, they're not organized and well-funded. So it takes a little longer. It kind of simmers. But I think it's simmered enough and enough important things have happened and enough people have been attacked that maybe you're correct. That it's starting to maybe swing the other way or enough people want to do something about it that's reach, reaching critical mass. And what stops these people, Cheryl? I always say the truth finds a way to be told. So ultimately the facts come out. You hear, I thought it was kind of funny, I heard today some of these states are lifting mask mandates and people were speculating, well, maybe the, you know, they're looking at science. And no, it's, it's the fact that I think the Vaccine mandate cultists have all gotten COVID now, so they're suddenly starting to say we should recognize natural immunity. I mean, ultimately, the truth is the truth, and it may take longer to get out in the in the sea of these this disinformation, but I think ultimately it does. And you find that people can find facts and good information as much as others try to hide it from them. It may not be easy, but people naturally seek it. And so I think that's that's how it ends. I, I, the best advice I give, Glenn, that I, I think some people have actually taken, every time someone says, you know, online or trying to there, that you shouldn't see, hear, or read something, that should make you go mm-hmm. look at it, listen to it, or read it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you defeat the cancel and the propagandists. When you say, when you're censoring something, that means it's important. 
doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but it might be true, and you should go investigate it. And that pretty much makes their strategy or tactic moot. Yeah, I think um, I think that's exactly what's what's happening too. Is they are so freaked out uh, because they're becoming reckless um, and so overt. Um, and you know this this thing from CNN. Uh, I mean, just on the bandwagon. Uh, beating the drum and tooting the horn about how these people need to be canceled is crazy, is crazy. Well, as I wrote about, the most effective propaganda campaigns and smears are the ones that are invisible to the public, that you don't see the hand behind them. You're Mm -hmm. influenced in a subtle way. But you're right. This has gotten so obvious, I think, in the face of desperation on the part of the interests that really want to sway us, you know, to look a different to a different place. I think it's, it's gotten to be where people are looking at it. Like you say, Democrats, Republicans, independents, whoever you are, and starting to go, what's harmful to the propagandists is they're starting to say beyond COVID and beyond Joe Rogan, what else have they done this with that? I just didn't think about. Right. And I think back to the vaccine autism issue, you know, there's been scientific studies, lawsuits and settlements, admissions by the government and their own experts that vaccines can cause autism for years. But that's just considered, you know, over and over again, debunked, debunked, debunked. Think of what they've done to these parents, some of the same public health agencies for decades, portraying them as crazy while behind the scenes, settling and paying lawsuits and knowing that their own experts felt differently. So you start to apply, what else does this, what else does this apply to what we're seeing today? How damaged is the, I mean, I think the media is just imploding. Um, And unfortunately, the government uh, credibility has imploded. Um, And now science and medicine is imploding. Um, I mean, that's not a recipe for a healthy country in any way, shape or form. Well, it's not, and step one is to recognize that, but I don't know how you get back to a place where those influences aren't still at play. You know, they're there, they're accomplishing their goal. In some instances, if they simply confuse the situation, let's say there is medical information that a company doesn't want you to have about their medicine. Well, if they simply confuse it and you don't know what to believe, that's better than you believing the truth. And we're in this confused environment where everybody's putting out all the conflicting information. And so, yes, people know to be skeptical. They're starting to understand all of that. But that's not necessarily a healthy situation either. Mm-mm. And, you know, I'm going to be reporting stories that discuss in the near future. I mean, does CDC need to be, and I don't think it will be, but does it need to be blown up and restarted? Very few people have the kind of faith in CDC that they used to. Right. And, you know, to have the biggest pandemic challenge that they've supposedly gotten trillions of dollars to prepare for over the decades and so utterly fail and make so many bad decisions at every turn. I mean, what is that agency all about? And, you know, I still look at the fact that of all the things we know that has gone, that have gone wrong, the same people are still in charge. They haven't even made it. I'm not saying punish and, imprison right these experts that were wrong someone else can decide all of that stuff but these people are so wrong and we're still listening to them i mean that's just stunning to me and it's it's like that in almost every department i mean i've said to president trump in a in an interview recently if you're going to run again 
you're going to have to clean house. I mean, everywhere, top to bottom. And you're going to need the the uh, the House and the Senate to go along with you. And I don't know if anybody is interested in actually cleaning out the swamp, but every single agency is is kind of like the CDC where, OK, some good people in there. But there's also some really bad people, some uh, people that are uh, misreading and other people that have their own agenda. Well, this veers into an expanded topic, but, you know, in four, eight, four to eight years, no one can clean all that out. This operates independently of the president, this mechanism you're talking about, the I call it persistent bureaucracy. And they fight back with either just not implementing what the mm-hmm. president wants, if it's not what they want, or they launch lawsuits and subterfuge. And they can they can carry that on for a long time till the next person comes in. So I don't know how even if you clean house, you get you get something done in, in a meaningful way. I think Trump came the closest to it. Yeah, I do, despite too. Despite the fact that he was fought at every step, but he did do some things like reducing regulation and after the lawsuits ended, finally starting to accomplish what he wanted with the wall. I mean, it's amazing he got anything done. Those are big changes in the bureaucracy like this. I, I would be very interested to see his approach if he were to get reelected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheryl, thank you so much. I know you're really busy, uh, but thanks for coming by. I, I've been thinking about you recently, and you were one of the people that had been targeted and uh, then... You know, you're, you have no place here on network television. So you went out and you did your own thing and it's wildly successful. Uh, and uh, now m- many of us feel like we're going to be chased off of our own platforms, which is bizarre. Just bizarre. We got to turn this around soon. Well, thanks for having me anytime for you. You got it. Thanks, Cheryl Atkinson. She is the investigative reporter and the host of Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson. She's also the author of The Smear which if you want to understand what's happening, this really is the go-to book. This explains it in great detail. She took about a year, year and a half to research all of the facts on all of the big smears. Uh, and she explains, and you will understand, and you'll be able to watch the pattern. I mean, that's, that's what you know. she was saying, and I was too. It, it's just wave after wave. It comes, and they do the same thing over and over again. And when is America going to say, shut up, just shut up. You don't like it. Don't listen. And I'm not listening to you because this is all. What did Nancy Pelosi call it? AstroTurf. (laughs) This is all AstroTurf. Isn't it time that you start doing the things that you love again? The one thing that I used to love to do, there are two things that I had to stop doing. Painting. And writing with a pencil or a pen. I couldn't, my hands just could not function. They'd be in such bad shape uh, that I just, I, I would write a paragraph and I had to stop. I like to write. I'm one of those paper people. I like to paint. Well, I'm painting again. And I'm writing again. Because of relief factor. If you're in pain... Please just try this. It's a three-week quick start developed for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. What I want you to do is you take it three times a day. You take it every day for three weeks. If nothing is happening, your pain doesn't change at all, then it's not going to work for you. And about 70% of the people find that it does. But maybe you're part of that 30. 
they want to be open and honest with you. They don't want to try to scam anybody. It works 70% of the time for 70% of the people. So maybe that's you. I didn't think it was going to be me, but it is. I got my life back. Get yours back with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. We have uh, we have Rand Paul on. Do you remember the guy um, that we had on? Uh, was it Monday? Was that yesterday? Must have been Friday then. Uh, the big board, the DC restaurant. Yeah. Okay, and it was th- maybe Thursday of last week because we had him on, and he said he was going to go by Friday to a like a city council meeting and he was hoping they were going to be reasonable right no they're not being reasonable I'm stunned to hear that yeah I know yeah. I am too uh, and he is completely out he's out and he's looking for someone that will represent him as an attorney um, because they are I mean they're completely out okay they took away his business license they took away his liquor license everything else and it's this is not a law. This is just a mandate from the mayor. And there are restaurants all over D.C. that are not asking for people's vaccine notice. And they're fine. It's just that he said he wouldn't do it because it wasn't right. It wasn't the law. These are a couple of things that I think that are major priorities for Republicans. Should they gain power uh, in the near future? One was OSHA. Let's let's uh, let's figure out what OSHA is supposed to be doing because it's not this. Uh, as the courts may have knocked down this one thing, but they're already way too deep into the American workplace. But secondly, is this idea that like you just keep going with the emergency orders forever? Like I okay, the first couple of weeks you can understand maybe you don't have time to gather people in the legislature to pass a law. But if you want one of these things done, pass a freaking law. Yep, they had two years to do this, and they're still going on executive emergency orders. So givesendgo.com/slash everyone is welcome is how you can donate to these guys who are just under attack from an oppressive government in D.C. GiveSendGo.com/slash everyone is welcome. The Glenn Back Program. Donna writes in about her dog's experience with rough green. She said, my dog, Odie, an, uh, an elongated wiener dog. I never, an elongated wiener dog. What does that mean? It's like 14 feet long. <laughs> I guess. It's like that car. Remember that car? The giant wiener car. <laughs> it's like a Hummer uh, limo. It's the greatest car ever. 15 years old. She says her dog is 15 years old. He would not eat dog food, only human food. Oh, I've had a dachshund before. I get it. Um, she said, I got rough greens. He's done exactly what you say in your advertisement. He licks the bowl clean every single time. Then he stares at me. I know what he wants. Rough greens. His coat is soft. He's gained so much needed weight. Thank you so much. Donna, thank you for listening. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for trying rough greens. I'm glad it's worked out for your elongated wiener dog. Folks at Rough Green are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck 
and they're going to give you your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck or call them now at 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. The Great Reset is now out in audiobook. You can get it from Audible or Amazon right now. Look for it, Glenn Beck, The Great Reset, read by me. Man, I bet it's good. I don't know. I wasn't there when I recorded it. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, uh, who is joining us now. One of the few senators that is actually involved and paying attention to the the big board, the the restaurant in the District of Columbia, that for some reason is being singled out, uh, and they've shut them down. Senator, welcome to the program. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So what is happening in D.C.? You, you have the mayor making a, a rule, hasn't even gone through city council, and they're not shutting down restaurants that aren't checking. But these guys said, we're not going to check because it's, it's not really even a law. And they have come at them with a bag of bricks every day. Yeah, within within hours of expressing dissent, they went after the owner. They took the their alcohol license away within 24 hours, and 24 hours later, they padlocked the building. I mean, this is the kind of world we're living in now. These people are out of control. I mean, there was a poll the other day that said about 50% of Democrats are willing to put you indefinitely in detention to basically put you in jail if you're not vaccinated. I mean, this is this is a completely insane. And we now have a vaccine that I still think protects you from getting sick, but it doesn't protect you from transmitting it or receiving the, the illness. So it's really of nobody's concern other than your own. If you want to get vaccinated, do. I think it's still advisable, particularly in certain age groups and certain uh, people who are overweight. But you make that decision. It should be nothing about you trying to force it on other people. I have to tell you, thank you for signing uh, the uh, pledge to not agree to any spending tomorrow if it inc- if it involves mandates. I don't know what every single Republican, if they don't sign that, they should they should honestly, you should take a hard look at those Republicans that won't sign this. What what is your possible reason? And if they don't give you a good reason, don't 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 reelect them. Yeah, and there is a shift going on, though, because you're even seeing Democrat governors saying, gosh, we're going to live like this forever. So I think now is the time to be vocal and to push back, particularly on masking on our kids. We need to push back on the masking on airlines. There's no evidence that uh, the masks are working at all. You want evidence that the masks on the airlines don't work? You saw that plane that uh, went with the, uh, I think, mostly Mormon missionaries back to the Pacific Island. Everybody tested negative before they got on the plane. 42 out of 54 had the disease when they landed. And I'm not faulting wow. anybody. And I'm chuckling because they were all masked for 12 hours on that plane, and yet everybody on that plane got COVID. Now, fortunately, I don't know that any of them are actually sick, which is sort of another question we have to say. Are we going to continue to have all these mitigation masks and separation that don't work for something that is largely not making people very sick? Let me ask you, uh, let me switch topics to Ukraine. It feels as though, unlike anything I've ever felt, 
that our government, our administration is kind of pushing for a war in Ukraine with Russia. Am I? Is it just me? You know, you feel it among the members of Congress up here, too. And many of them are sort of the, from the never Trump camp, the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's. These are the people who think war should be the first resort, not the last resort. And there are ways to have a more nuanced position. I think we should do things to try to deter Russia from invading Ukraine. And I think there's both carrot and stick that could be put forward. I actually would be stronger than saying, oh, we'll put a few sanctions. I would work with Germany and say, look, this is what Biden tried to do yesterday, but Germany hasn't been as forthcoming, is to say, if you invade Ukraine, we're not going to buy your natural gas. I mean, in a big way, not just sanction it, but it really requires Germany's cooperation because we just don't buy that much natural gas from, from, from Russia. We don't have that much trade at all with Russia. So I think that would be on the deterrent front. But on the other side of this, I actually don't think it's that unreasonable to say that um, we're not going to put Ukraine in a military alliance against Russia. I asked the Secretary of State this the other day, I said, how, would, how do you think we would respond if Mexico were joining a military alliance with Russia? <laughs> you know, what, what do you think we might do? We might mass troops on the border with Mexico. We would be so unhappy. We wouldn't tolerate it for a moment. I mean, this was somewhat of the Cuban Missile Crisis. We didn't mm-hmm. tolerate them putting missiles on a, on a nation close to us. We wouldn't tolerate a military alliance. So we have to understand that that's their perspective as well. So I would do carrot and stick. I would tell them, look, we're going to have a, a veritable uh, embargo if you invade, but we also will offer the, the carrot of saying, you know what, maybe Ukraine would be better as a neutral country with one foot in the east and one in the west. And actually, I think it would be better for Ukraine to try to see the model of Switzerland being more their model than uh, the model of becoming a, a you know a military presence with NATO. Um, the 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 idea that um, we are living under uh, a regime, and I don't think I've ever used that word before uh, for America, uh, living under a regime that is it, it's almost as if they're rooting against us in every possible way. Uh, the things that they did uh, this this weekend and the twenty five billion dollars, you know, that they unfroze and gave to Iran. The, it's 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 a group of people that are completely out of step with the American people. Well, it's also a group of people that I mean, to, to know how bizarre and far out these people are. These are people that think Thanksgiving is a terrible holiday. I mean, these are the people who think America is a terrible place and we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving because everything America did was horrible and everything Americans did were horrible. And I I think that this is just a a bizarre sort of world we are in. I mean, these are the people who think that we are in the wrong by saying that uh, government schools should not medicate our children and shouldn't be giving our our girls testosterone at the age of 13 without our permission. This is a bizarre world, but... They're also, it's going to come home to roost because as people understand and know how far out Democrats are, defund the police, give our kids sex hormones without our permission, give them even surgery, sex change surgery or sexual appearance change surgery without our permission. I think they're going to paint themselves so far out on a limb and it's happened. Like in Kentucky, we used to be a majority Democrat registration state. We've now switched. Uh, Good church going Democrat families are like, Heck no, I'm not for the government giving my kids sex hormones at school without my permission. These people are so bizarre that I think they're losing America, and hopefully the next election will show that. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about SCOTUS and what's happening there. You know, I think the one thing that I'm going to say over and over again, and I was told the media yesterday as I came up to them, is that uh, the one thing we will not do is we will not treat their nominee the way they treated Kavanaugh. I think what they did was reprehensible, was despicable, and we will show in contrast that we can have a debate over someone's qualifications. And, uh, you know, I'm not voting for somebody who's for abortion up to the time of birth. I'm not voting for somebody who has no concerns for the Constitution. But I'm also not going to stand up and make up stuff about their high school dating or saying they were rapists in high school, that kind of. That was so insulting and so demeaning, and the, the Democrats should be reminded at every step. We should also show the American public that we can disagree with someone on principled nature and, and maybe even vote against that person, but without making it a, a personal slander. So that I, I agree with that. I, I don't want to be – I do not want to become everything that um... – you know, that that we despise uh, on the other side. So I'm glad to hear that. And I agree with you. However, there's a debate going on right now, especially with Spotify and Joe Rogan about apologizing. And I think there's a place for apologizing. Uh, There's a place to be, you know, um, decent. But but that doesn't mean that you uh, surrender. You know, it's not that you know, you, you have to fight a good fight and a fair fight. <clears throat> but I, I people look at apologies or or, you know, being more statesmanlike. They're starting to look at that as a sign of weakness. I don't think it is. Well, I, I am tired of all the sort of mal kind of apologies where you read your statement. You look like you've been tortured all night long and you read it and then you say stuff that, you know, like, you know, they make people apologize all the time for saying, oh, I'm sorry for being transphobic. You know, I'm sorry for this. You know, they call me transphobic. What adults do is not my concern. If you want to do that, do it. My concern is about the law and about mm-hmm. kids and about consent. And uh, but the thing is, is I'm not going out and, and making some Mao-esque apology. But it doesn't mean we have to be uh, rancorous as far as, you know, c- personally attacking people. And, I, and frankly, I don't think we do that. But, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens as this thing moves forward. But, uh, you know, I, for one, on, on the Spotify thing and on this, um, I'm, I'm, I guess, confused that people who went to Woodstock and didn't want to have any rules or clothes, right? Uh, somehow now... They believe that speech is dangerous and they want to shut down people they disagree with. It's sort of the most infantile, juvenile um, proposition. And I don't get how they can't uh, understand the irony of people who are free spirits now being against speech. I know. Um, You ran for president once before. Any thought of running for president? America is starting to look like she's shifting back to a small government. Hey, let's follow the rule book kind of thing. Uh, any thought about running for president again? You know, sometimes until uh, my wife says, why in the world would you want to do that again? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think so much of it depends on, um, you know, if there were a free for all, you know, with an open, open race, that's one yeah. thing. If Donald Trump runs again, I, I just don't know that uh, there'll be uh, anybody that will be able to compete with Donald Trump in a primary. And so I think it depends on what, what happens over time. Right now, I'm mostly concentrating. You know, I'm running for re-election in Kentucky, and so I'm up in November and concentrating on that battle. How's it going? Thinking beyond that, I would assume it's going well. I think pretty good. What we're finding in Kentucky is that 
like I say, the Democrat Party has left conservative Democrats. You know, my in-laws were conservative Democrats, you know, mm-hmm. church-going, God-fearing, conservative Democrats. But they saw the party leave them, and that's what's happened to so many. I mean, we've had party officials now switch parties. We have people changing registration. Wow. And so we're now on even footing. And the Democrat areas that were Democrat going back to the time of Andrew Jackson have actually switched and become Republican. So we're in a better place there. Um, We have a few cities uh, that vote Democrat, but they're not as dominating as like, you know, Atlanta sort of dominates the population of Georgia now. They're probably equal to the rest of the state. And so it's, it's becoming more hard when we don't do as well in the cities. Fortunately, in Kentucky, we um, have a, a significant, strong rural population that's mm-hmm. able to more than counterbalance the uh, city vote. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul, thank you so much, Senator. I appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Uh, we are better off having him in the Senate, Kentucky. You better. You better reelect him. <laughs> Interesting answer on the uh, on the presidential yeah. thing. It seems like you know no Trump, and he seems like he'd be. He's. Be, I think there's a lot of people yeah. that would say that. Yeah. If Trump's running, I'm out. Right. If he's, because, you know, if he's, he's gonna not, s- you're gonna start with a 50 point deficit, and no one wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you'll be, he'll find something about you, <laughs> and you'll forever be labeled that. I mean, he's good at that. Yeah. He's yes, very yes. good at that. There comes a day when you wake up in the morning, stare at your bed, and think, you know. I think I'm doing the sleeping thing wrong. Uh, Stu and I, we have to talk about our sleep discovery that we had. It's the dumbest sleep discovery ever. We both had it uh, just this weekend. Anyway, um, you could change your sleeping situation. Try my pillow. Just try it. It is. It's got a 60 day money back guarantee, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, I fluffed it up last night and uh, I it was just perfect it was per- i don't know how this pillow works it's uh i don't know i don't know but you fluff it once and it stays like that mypillow.com they also have the giza dream sheets which are fantastic they're 60 percent off they're as low now as 39.99 if you use the promo code back 60 day money back guarantee and all their products it's mypillow.com click on the radio listener specials to check out the flash sale on the giza dream sheets use the promo code back and you'll get a copy of mike lindell's book free with your purchase so enter the promo code back call 800-966-3117 get the great radio specials from mypillow.com this is the glenn back program Well, I told you that the Biden administration yesterday, they are with you. They are in the fight. They know what you're feeling, what you desire. That's why yesterday they came out and said, uh, we're going to let the 20th hijacker go from 9-11. From 9-11. We're going to let him out of Gitmo. Uh, he's going to need some psychiatric care, but we're going to send him back to uh, Saudi Arabia where he's from. Oh, and all the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. That's weird. I'm sure he'll get the help he needs and we won't have a problem with him again. Um, he, uh, they, they also said that they're going to start handing out crack pipes. You know, another thing that was on your checklist, I'm sure. And, uh, the Reuters reporter was like, hold on just a second. Now this is Andrea Shalala. And, uh, she was asking, uh, Jen Psaki yesterday, whether or not president Joe Biden is going to investigate quote, the right wing forces responsible for 
for supporting Canada's freedom convoy. Right? And it, I mean, we've all thought of that one. We've all thought, whoa, wait a minute. Can we investigate those criminals? Because you know they're criminals. Stu, let me ask you a question. They get us right so often, you know, conservatives. Mm. They, they just, they nail us. These, the press, they just nail us every day. Do they have microphones at our secret meetings? I think they must. You know, I remember the big secret meeting where we were like, how are we going to fight back against this? And we all said Canadian, Canadian truckers, like all at the same yes, time. It was exactly it was that's the exactly most the obvious that, path. Yeah, it was to like freedom. Yeah, we're like, we have to fight for our freedom here. Canadian, Canadian truckers. truckers. Right. That's the, the that's the, it the was, way you, that was you the, do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over and over again. We've gone to the Canadian truckers to yeah. save us, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that that is really where we've where we are. Uh, I mean, you know, look, they're not even popular there and they're fighting back here. I think that the movement, I'm not sure they're not popular. It doesn't seem like at least, you know, if, if maybe you don't believe the polls or whatever, but like Canadians are a different, they, they, as, as similar as they are to Americans, they have a different way of dealing with authority. It's, it's yeah, much more they go in their house and wait until summer. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And they it, just, you know, they never, ever, they don't protest. They don't. I mean, it's not they, what they do. No, it's not what they that's do. That's kind of what we do, and it's that's why it's surprising to see it happening in the numbers well, in Canada. Of course, it was at our Kiwanis Club meeting. We said Canadian, Canadian truckers. That's what's going to solve our problems here. This is the Glenn Beck Program.